the other day, my friend called me and she said, Claire, I'm so sorry to bother you with a veterinary question. And by the way, if you are a person who has a friend with expertise in some area and you want to call them and ask them for free advice in that area, do be apologetic. Do? <laughs> do be apologetic and, you know, make sure that that it's a good time to talk randomly about, because this has happened to me before where I'm having a really didn't, bad day. Or didn't you have a, a didn't you get a call when you were being tested for rabies or I was, something? Yes, I was in the emergency room literally waiting to get a rabies booster immunization after a possible rabies exposure. <laughs> yeah. And a friend called me and said, just launched into her veterinary problem. And I'm sitting there going, <sighs> I, I was... Well, anyway. You just interrupt that. You're like, I might have rabies. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I didn't do that, but yeah. I was, I was angry. Um, anyway, so, however, this other friend, different friend who called me mm-hmm. was very apologetic immediately and said, Claire, I'm so sorry to bother you, but do you mind? And I was like, okay, what happened? And she said, well, our, their puppy mm-hmm. ate a sock. <laughs> and... And she said, I mean, who hasn't eaten the sock at some point, you know? (laughs) Right, right. Four month, four or five month old uh, golden retriever puppy. Of course, this dog ate a sock. (laughs) And um, so I said, well, you're in luck. Let me consult my wheel of vomit. Wheel Wheel of vomit. vomit. There is such a thing. It is a cardboard (laughs) wheel. And what you do is you you find the dog's weight in pounds and then you um, line it up. And you find all the dosages, which are all calculated on this wheel. It's like a slide rule, you know. Uh, the dose of what people can give their dogs at home if their dog has eaten something that would not be dangerous to vomit back up, such as a sock or certain plants. Anyway, so I, so I told her the dose for her dog's weight of hydrogen peroxide. And I said, okay, so you try that and then uh, let me know how it works. And the response was... A text message with a photograph attached. Here is the sock brought up as like this gross <laughs> sock covered in stomach fluid and hydrogen peroxide. I was like, great. Mm-hmm. And she, actually, she she was um, she was amazed at how fast it worked. Mm. The same person, the same friend, um, sent me um sent me a flower. Oh, yeah, a potted flower. Yeah. So, in in wow. response, and and actually the the card that they put for the thing was it was actually from from the dog saying, "I'm so embarrassed that I ate the sock." Um, thank you for helping me. <laughs> it was yeah. really cute. Yeah. Well, I mean, the picture of the sock is not the grossest thing somebody's sent you a picture of. Oh, like, no. Remember, well, I asked you first. I prepared you. I said, can I send you a picture of the area of my cat's butthole? <laughs> yes. Right. To see if that Yeah. So I sent you a picture of his um, his impacted anal gland. Yeah. That had ruptured. Yeah. And I looked at it and said, that's, that's what it looked like. Yeah. 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 People have sent me pictures of vomit. They've sent me pictures of poop. They've sent me pictures of wounds. They've sent me pictures of anal glands. They've sent me pictures of, you know, insects. They're on their animal or whatever. And mm-hmm. so, yeah. So I regularly have... Pictures like that that I have to go through and just sort of just maybe delete from my phone because that's, I mean, it's not that I find it gross because obviously I don't. I mean, I I used to, I mean, <laughs> in veterinary school, I used to eat my lunch during parasitology lecture because 
and well, of course, we're talking about roundworms and all sorts of nasty creatures, yep. you know, and you can't have a, you can't have a sensitive or queasy stomach and be a veterinarian. Yeah. And um, growing up, me and my siblings would uh, eat dinner listening to the gross stuff that had happened at work. Yeah. would be like, what did you do at school today, kids? And we'd say, and I'm like, what did you do at work today, mom? You'd say, well, let me tell you, there was a, uh, there was a dog who couldn't pee because he was all blocked up. So we had to stick a tube up him and all this stuff. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Is that the grossest thing that I ever did? No, that's just the thing that I can think of. Yeah. I, one time, I think at dinner time, you told us the story about when you were, I think you were like in vet school and you like, did you like lose a thermometer up a cow? I, I think that's happened, yeah. But I, but you know, it didn't matter because you're always anytime you're around a cow, it's no problem. They have sleeves that are literally three feet long, mm-hmm. plastic gloves, I should say, that are mm-hmm. three feet long. There's fingers, and mm-hmm. then the plastic goes all the way up to your shoulder. No problem. Just reach into the cow's rectum and get whatever it is that went in there. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that yep. part- if you ever need to, if you ever need to smuggle something or quickly hide it from the authorities, just, <laughs> just put it in your cow. <laughs> in your cow. <laughs> but the, a rectal exam is is a standard aspect of the exam of a, a, cow, a cow i'm gonna have to put a warning like this episode is gross <laughs> yeah yeah but anyway but you know, i mean oh my gosh some of the funniest stories of of things like um some well, of it is just how funny the humans are or just how yes weird but, the humans well are. here's here's an example and mm-hmm. and many of the things that some of my clients say to me end up in my books mm-hmm. such as this one dr walker or it starts with me making the phone call to the client. Mm-hmm. Okay, Mister So and So, I've got the uh, I've got Sparky's uh, lab results back. Sparky. Yeah. Okay, and I say, okay, so everything's good. The complete blood count all looks good. The chemistry panel, everything's normal. You know, thyroid levels normal. So, so really, I don't see any um, any cause for Sparky's seizures in this blood work. So, and he's the right age for it. He's one to two years of age. So the most likely reason that Sparky is um, had this seizure is it's very likely that he has epilepsy. Okay? And so the owner then said to me, okay, I understand, but one of the things about, you said you, that you have lab results, right? I said, yeah. Okay, so here's the problem, though. Sparky is not a lab. He's a Shih Tzu. <laughs> and <laughs> you, what I did was I put my elbow on the table my forehead in my hand and went, well, sir, lab in this case is short for laboratory, not Labrador. There's this episode of, um, there's this episode of SpongeBob where they make that distinction where there's this like evil villain genius guy. Yeah. He says, this is my lab. And it's a picture of a Labrador, <laughs> like chasing a tennis ball in the backyard. And this it's in my laboratory. laboratory. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So this was the these these not just Labradors. So I said, okay, and he's like, oh, okay, I get it. And and then he, but I'm confused about something else. Oh, really? <laughs> wonderful. Said, okay. wonderful. He says, I thought you said. So you said that there's no explanation for why my dog is having seizures, <laughs> and that you think he has epilepsy. <laughs> I said, yeah. Yeah, but that's seizures. Isn't epilepsy where you fall asleep for no reason? <laughs> I mean, and I was like, I can't believe the, the 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 two 
most epic misunderstandings mm-hmm. came out of the same client's mouth within like two minutes of each other. Mm-hmm. It was so great. I, I, I mm, never forget that. That was great. <laughs> that one's in, that one's in my next book. That, that yeah. story for sure. <laughs> um, what was the other one? There was a, wasn't there a dog who, who ate a bra? Oh yes. There was a dog who got into uh, the owner's underwear drawer and ate a bra and it was you know, full size one. And this puppy was dog was like four months old, maybe weighed thirty pounds. And we we took X rays of it, and it had left the stomach. We could see there's a whole bunch of something in the colon. We're like, <laughs> mm-hmm. wow, okay. You like couldn't really tell what it was though, because it was all well. We figured we probably maybe at the time we couldn't tell what it was. But we're like, okay, there's something in the colon here. Whatever mm-hmm. it was, is moved on through. And so we like gave the dog just like fluid therapy to try and encourage uh, movement of the bowels and stuff like that. And I walked out with the dog and this dog has to go potty, right? Mm-hmm. And this was part of the hospitalization protocol. So take yep. this dog out every once in a while, see if we would poop. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so this dog at one point starts, it assumes the position for pooping. Yeah. It took this dog 20 minutes to poop this thing out. <laughs> We're standing there like, and the dog is like... <laughs> and it would like go and then would look at its back end <laughs> keep going oh my gosh and it turned out to be a red bra mm-hmm. and the owner's like ah <laughs> I was wondering where that had gotten to <laughs> well if you ever need to hide your um your more risque underclothing just, just put it feed, feed just it, it to put your it dog. in your put it in your dog feed it to your dog so um <laughs> But misunderstandings of things that I've said are, uh, yeah, like this one. Okay, okay, this one. Mm-hmm. This dog is limping, mm-hmm. and uh, the, they bring the dog in, and I think it was it was a mom. I remember this it was a mom, and there was some a couple of kids maybe, mm-hmm. and they come in, and the dog's limping. I'm going, yep, dog's definitely um, not not going well on one of those legs, and so I did a physical exam, took X-rays, and couldn't really figure figure it out, mm-hmm. and so. What I did after after assessing the X-rays, I came back in and said, "Okay, so um, we're not able to figure out why your dog is lame, but <laughs> what we're going to do is institute the following treatment: and it's inflammatory medicine, um, you know, um, some some rest, just have you rest him, um, and then hopefully his lameness will improve." <laughs> <laughs> the owner's looking at me. I see what I'm just going. Yes. And she said, okay, <laughs> I think I understand, but I just want to take issue with something. My dog is not lame. <laughs> My dog is a very good dog. He's very well behaved. He has a great personality. He's very interesting. And I was like, oh, man, alive. I use the medical term for lameness, which is for limping. <laughs> when, like when an animal is limping on one of its legs, it's described as being lame. And what we, what we conduct is called a lameness exam. <laughs> And we we walk the dog or the horse or whatever the animal up and down. We see which leg it's lame in. Yep. And then we assess the leg and we take X-rays if we need to. And then we figure out, we diagnose the lameness or what is caused. And this person thought I was saying your dog is lame. <laughs> your dog just your is dog so boring. Is just lame. Your dog sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay, <laughs> I guess I can't eat. That seems like not a very mm-hmm. highfalutin medical word to me. No. But not just, like the epilepsy. But that just <laughs> that just goes to show you that you just you just don't know what people do and do not 
understand and know about any kind of medical terminology. Yep. But here's some terminology that I thought any human being should have known who spoke English. I gave the instructions to this client for whatever reason. Don't even remember why. It's not important. And I said, okay, what I think will help you a little bit with this problem, whatever's going on, is just moisten your dog's food a little bit mm-hmm. every day, you know, when you, when you feed it. And she said to me, what does that mean? Moisten. And I was... <laughs> Make it moist. I was a little bit at a loss because I thought, <laughs> um, how can anyone not know what the word moisten means? Mm-hmm. I mean, this woman had children too. And I thought, mm-hmm. wow, this is, uh, this is not good. So I said, sprinkle it with water to get it a little bit damp. Hopefully she knew what damp meant. Anyway, yeah, that was, <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, when you when you have a job where you're dealing with the public every day, people from all walks of life, mm-hmm. and, and when you have high training in a certain sort of niche area, mm-hmm. you sometimes forget that not everyone understands all of these sort of niche words like like i mean the fact that that woman was offended by the word lame i guess i can kind of understand that because people don't go around saying i'm lame in my leg they right. say i'm limping or my leg hurts um mm-hmm. but we should bring that back but to me i thought that a person should know what moisten meant don't you yeah 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 i should say so there's one there's a story that um appears in one of my um one of the stories in Startling Figures, it appears in Tooth and Nail. Mm-hmm. There's an incident where um, the uh, there's a number of incidents that occur in that story that I picked up from here and there. Mm-hmm. None of these actually happened to me, but someone ha- brought a snake to an animal hospital, and the snake looked like it had swallowed like four or five eggs mm-hmm. or tennis balls or something. It just had these weird bulges in it? Yeah, four of them, four or five of them. Mm-hmm. And they x-ray it, and they find a whole bunch of light bulbs. <laughs> Inside. The snake had eaten a whole pack of light bulbs, thinking they were eggs. That could be dangerous, though, because don't they wrap themselves around something to, like, break the eggs? Not to eat an egg. They would probably just no. eat it whole and then dissolve it over time. Really? Because snakes will eat, like, they eat their prey whole. Yeah. And that's why when a snake has just eaten, you see this lump in the middle of it, and then mm-hmm. it just goes off and just goes somewhere to... Digest. Just to digest for a long huh. time, but this, but this uh, snake, and, and the reason this snake um, uh, came to my attention is because it appeared as one, as probably the winner of the world's best X-ray contest. <laughs> yes, and they had this every year in one of the world's, veterinary magazines. World's weirdest X-rays. Yeah, yeah. they ate what it, the feature's called, and X and uh, <laughs> veterinarians from all over the world are encouraged to send their pictures of their best X-rays to compete in this contest. And this snake eating a whole bunch of eggs was or light bulbs. Yeah, it must. Or light bulbs thinking they were eggs must have been one of the winners. Yeah, and I I, I, I feature that story in my mm-hmm. in my story um, tooth and nail. There's another one in that story where um, this actually happened, where a puppy, a very fuzzy puppy, fell asleep against a freshly painted door. <laughs> got stuck to it no one noticed this until it was too late the puppy woke up it was trying to get out, out it's unstuck from this door but it's like stuck to the door mm-hmm. and so the people are like oh my gosh what do we do so so what they did they removed the door from the door frame you know pop the hinges out yeah and transported the door plus dog to the veterinary hospital 
Because they didn't want to, like, tear it off because they're like, what? what if we tear the dog's skin? It's, like, all delicate then, and everything. I what, mean, that could happen. But, like, could you just kind of trim the Well, hair? that's what the veterinarian did. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, possibly the people thought we don't – I never recommend mm. ever any pet owner ever come at their dog with a pair of scissors to loosen yeah. something that's stuck in their hair. Yeah. Or in this case, like if they had gone to scissor the dog off the, off the door, he would have freaked. they yeah. might have freaked and they might have cut the dog or they might have accidentally caused a severe laceration. Mm-hmm. Now, admittedly, if they had had some hair cutting clippers or like beard trimmers, that mm-hmm. would have worked. But what they did is they, they – they popped the hinges on the door, transported this entire door with this puppy stuck to it oh my to God. the veterinary hospital. Oh my God. We then used surgical clippers to simply clip the dog, clip between the door and the dog, the mm-hmm. hair. And so what they went home with was a half bald puppy and a hairy door. <laughs> so oh, this thing, there was one other one. Like, when you were... Did you, did you put it in your book? No, I didn't. I um, you wrote it in your book. No, I wrote the, some stuff in my book, but oh. I was trying to think of what it was. It was like a... Oh, I remember what it was. It was the one that came in and their presenting complaint was head falling off. Oh, that's right. <laughs> head falling off. <laughs> that was that was the most remarkable... You look at a, at a chart and it says head falling off. You're like, what? <laughs> I gotta see this. So you, so you go in there and you're like, what the heck? And... This was this was classic. This appears in the book too, mm-hmm. in 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 my story, Tooth and Nail. What I what I found a little like four or five pound apricot miniature poodle, mm-hmm. and head falling off. I'm like, what? And they showed me. Look, there's a wound right here, and it goes all the way around. And they circled the the dog's neck, and there was a deep sort of scratchy wound all in yeah. there, and it was all swollen and puffy. And I was like, oh man, alive! I know what yeah. this is. It's like the dog had been garroted or something. So what I did is I said, okay. I said, um, ma'am, can I talk to you for just a second? Mm-hmm. I, I, I wanted to separate her from her, from her children for just a second. Mm-hmm. I said, I think what happened here, I think one of your children put a rubber band around your dog's neck. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh. I was like, look. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is deep. See, you can't even see it because the, yeah. the, the cut that had been made, if I was correct, by this rubber band was deep. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm going to need to sedate your dog. And probably this won't be difficult, but I'm going to have to dig in there. And I don't want to mm-hmm. do that with your dog away because it'll hurt. Yeah. So that's what I did. I sedated <laughs> the dog, inserted a little, you know, blunt instrument into the, the lacerate, you know, this c- mm-hmm. cut that was there. And and sure enough, there was a rubber band in there. So I mm-hmm. lifted it, snipped it, boom, and then was able to peel the rubber band all the way off. Yeah. Discovered that there were no... That luckily, it hadn't sawn all the way through really anywhere. So the dog mm-hmm. didn't need any stitches. Yeah. We just did first aid on it, you know, clipped mm-hmm. clipped the hair all the way from, away from all the wound, clipped it, mm-hmm. uh, antiseptic, you know, first aid, put the dog on antibiotics and anti-inflammatory pain medications. Mm-hmm. And then and then I was like, I'm going to allow the mom to have the discussion with her kids about not putting anything around <laughs> The dog's, dog's neck. neck. Oh gosh, yeah. yeah. And sometimes you'll see this on on the paw as well. You'll mm-hmm. see a very swollen paw. Like anytime you see a very swollen paw, just by itself, always check above it and mm-hmm. look for what they call a, um, a circumferential ligature, mm-hmm. rubber band, or a string, or something that somebody has tied, or like around. a hair tie or something. Yes, a hair tie. Yeah. Huh. So that was yeah, head falling off. Head falling off. Best best presenting complaint. Yeah. Ever have never seen one that topped that. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha
Oh man. The one with the dog stuck at the doors. <laughs>